0: First question that I have to ask you is that I know that you didn't come from a cybersecurity
1: background. So how did you find your way into it? Sure. So um, for myself, it was there was a lot of cybersecurity news happening during the time, and I realized how unsecure my own practices were. So reuse the same passwords never changed passwords. Just, I think we're all a victim of that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly for me it was just those basic cybersecurity, basic rules and guidelines that I was horrible with and then from there it just snowballed and I just started diving deeper and deeper and you know researching more and more about what I should be doing as types of different cyber attacks and how more so than anything about how it affects me and my family. Nothing to do with companies or structures or anything like that. So, and that's where it really began for me about really just wanting to know how to protect myself, my own, you know, um, IP, my own money um, and how I can really protect my family. And that's really where it started. And it just snowballed from there. So what
0: were you doing before you started getting to cybersecurity strategy?
1: So I was, I grew up having so many different career aspirations. And so prior to cybersecurity, I was heavily in within business development. But then prior to that, I also wrote children's learning programs for learning languages and teaching strategies. And then, um, and again, a lot of it within business development and then HR as well. So managing teams, I was working previously within, in the US market, in the Middle East, in Australia, and in Europe. And so quite a, big diverse background but again it was one of those things where I had so many goals and aspirations as a child and I just wanted to you know follow them and it just it all happened quite organically to be honest awesome and going off the back
0: of creating children's learning programs I know that you've recently published a book about children learning Arabic Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: When I moved from Australia to Dubai in about 2008, um, I was really excited to be able to, I have small children and, and I love learning languages to learn Arabic with my child, but it was really difficult, more so because all of the children's language books are written in Arabic and English but if you don't speak Arabic or you can't read Arabic, the actual Arabic writing, then it's really hard to to learn Arabic and to speak it. So um, I grew up learning languages. So, you know, if it's, if you want to say like French or Spanish, then it's written in English letters. So, you know, you have that chance to kind of follow along and and get that going. So there was no book t- that was written in Arabic phonetically. So I wrote the first um, children's book written in Arabic, English and phonetic Arabic.
0: Wow. So, and
1: this is something, you know, at nighttime you, you read, you want to read stories with your children and stuff. So just you know, being able to, to read and learn, uh, to learn with him was really amazing. And I was so lucky that uh, my friend who is from Dubai, Emirati, and also one of the co-founders for Women in Cybersecurity, she was my translator, (laughs) and really helped me out on this journey. And then all of my co-founders, they all, um, reviewed it uh, as well and had a look at it. So yeah, it's good.
0: That's beautiful. So where could one find this book that you've published?
1: Sure. So you can actually find it on amazon.ae and in Kunya in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and in Magroody's bookstore in Dubai. So I want to go back a little bit where you said
0: that you've co-founded a woman in cybersecurity and I know you have seven other co-founders What inspired you to start this sort of organization with Women in Cybersecurity and how did you all find one another? I
1: moved to Dubai in 2008 and prior to that, I was in Australia. So, and in Australia, I was heavily involved in Australian women in, uh, in security network. When I moved to Dubai, I realized there wasn't, there wasn't any women's cybersecurity network. So I, you know, did the next best thing and went to conferences. In cybersecurity, and the first conference that I went to was um, was in Dubai, and there were all these amazing women there. And I just went and sat with them, and I recognized a few of them that were speakers. And I just went up and introduced myself, and we just really hit it off. And I explained my background, and what I'd done in Australia for uh, women in cybersecurity and saying how I haven't found any group like that here, you know, is there such a thing? And they're like, no. And then it went from, you know, there are actually nine of us and it went from, from that to just imploding. And now three years later, there's over a thousand members. We're doing mentorship. We did a conference in Dubai. Then we had our first virtual conference due to COVID. So there's just, within three years, it's just been, it's just been fantastic, the amount of interaction we've had with women, not just in the UAE, so all of these women that I met, they were from throughout the region, so the UAE, obviously, but then to Egypt, and Saudi Arabia, and Kuwait, and it's just been absolutely fantastic.
0: That's so amazing, that's incredible that you've created a network like that as well, and allowed for other women to have access to that, and that
1: mentorship too
0: thank you so much for doing that. That's awesome. We need more women like that in the world.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, and it's fantastic just because all of the women, the co-founders, but everyone who's a member and just a volunteer, everyone comes from different backgrounds. So you do have many CISOs in the group. You have technical, non-technical, and everyone is, you know, contributes and is really, um, it's really empowering to see that the diverse pathways that there are into cybersecurity, because initially when people think of cybersecurity, they think of a technical person behind a computer or a laptop. And it's just not always the case. I mean, there's so many different facets and so many different areas within cybersecurity. Yes, and that's what's really important and really valuable within the group is not only does everybody come from, you know, different diverse cultures and backgrounds, but also have different skill sets that, um, that hopefully someone who's looking to make a a career jump or a young person who is looking to get into cybersecurity, they can hopefully identify with and see that, you know, there is opportunities there for them.
0: So what transferable skills did you take from your previous career into your current position as the head of cybersecurity strategy?
1: You know, within strategy and within, you know, for my particular um, skill set is, and the transferable skills is communication and just bringing people and teams together. Within cybersecurity and, and for mine, it's, you do have a lot of different types of, of team members and to get to the end and um, get to the goal, You really do need someone who can bring everything together and communicate. So, and be the translator, translator between the technical and the non-technical, between the business and everything happening. I mean, um, you really need to, for myself particularly, need to understand the goal of the business, but also how every individual and team member operates and what they need to get the job done. So not being a blocker or being the no always, which is what you know, um, cybersecurity gets a name for, but really just understanding and enabling them and giving them the tools to do their job better but securely.
0: Final question before I move on to the ABCs part of the interview, I asked this to all of the women that I interviewed, but It can mean anything. It's such an open-ended question, but what does feminine leadership mean to you?
1: It's a great question. And to me, it really is seeing someone that you identify with and in a leadership role that you can aspire and look up to and just showing a pathway into what is possible. But You know, one thing that I always do say having diverse leadership, you know, be it gender diversity, cultural diversity, you know, all shapes of diversity, it really is about having the right person for the right role and although you might have to look a little bit harder to get that diversity, you can do it and it is achievable. You just have to understand the qualities of how to attract, to get to that diversity level. Um, Just having, you know, the right person for the right role of someone that you can look up to and identify with.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. What a beautiful answer. Now we're going to move on to a segment that I didn't realize would be so popular, was the ABCs of okay. your career. <laughs> So the first question is, A, what was your amazing, affluent, Oprah Winfrey aha moment in your career journey? Oh, um,
1: it's, oh it's a great question, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, to, again, going back to just recognizing the, the, the my own faults and and being true to myself and 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 then having the passion to follow on with that like if I didn't you know if I was just like oh yeah you know I yeah so I'm, I'm bad with my passwords let me let me figure out a way to change them but if that passion hadn't snowballed and and grown from there then I wouldn't be where I am today so really for me it is following my passions and um and the other side of that is you know when i was um you know at university and studying i grew up how um, it was choose your career path and that's what you'll do for the rest of your life and for me i have been fortunate enough to follow many different um, passions you know um, children's language books to cybersecurity to business development to hr i mean it's just so like it's a very broad And, and it might seem crazy to some people, but honestly, like, I think it's, you know, for me, I have so many joys and so many passions that I'm really excited to be able to, um, to follow them and the way that it's flowed throughout my career. Um, you know, it's flowed quite nicely and, um, and it's been really great.
0: That's awesome. And on my channel, I'm all about normalizing failure. So uh, B comes down to what was a blunder turned to blessing for you?
1: Blunder turned to blessing. Um, <laughs> you yeah, um, know, the the first thing that comes to mind is during obviously the last year of COVID and working from home. Um, I have three children. So, um, working from home, doing video conferencing, and suddenly a child will be walking around the background, or suddenly you'll hear a massive loud toy of wheels on the bus go round and round, or something, and, you know, it's just... Um, it it normalizes the situation and it brings everyone back to reality and um, and it was um, it was nice you know it's just you know we're all trying to achieve a common goal obviously in getting our work done but again it just brings everyone back to reality of like you know we're all in different circumstances at this moment in time so it wasn't so bad but that was recent um, well actually many recent <laughs> um, many recent ones
0: beautiful that that just makes me think That's like such a um mom answer but a working mom (laughs) because people get women in the environment when they are moms you know these things happen in the background there's kids running around you've got to put this one to bed you've got to take this one to school this one's going to swimming or some sporting event and then i think it's really normalized working moms the past year which has been beautiful
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and it's been um yeah it's there's been a blessing in disguise there,
0: and see what would you say was your comical cinematic, worthy moment
1: oh, probably that one <laughs> probably same <laughs> there were so many of those, um I'm trying to think, um not um. You know, there's not so on the comical side is obviously so many with you know children interrupting uh, your conferences and videos and that sort of thing. Um, but if I can change it around a bit as far as overcoming obstacles like uh, public speaking, you know, is always you know butterflies in stomach before you start to do anything for me. And when I first started uh, public speaking, and and I've done quite a few events and um, the podcasts and things like that and interviews, but um, you know, I remember my very first one that I did and I was so nervous. And I, I honestly, I thought I was gonna vomit. Um, and I had, and this was in back in Australia, and one of um, the uh, my fellow co-founders for Australian Women in Cyber Network, um, she, um, you know, she just gave me the best um, speech, and it was just, it was just beautiful, of just like, you know. And and um and I went out there and did it because I wanted to not do it. And so it wasn't comical, like to me thinking back is like comical a bit a little bit in my head just because I was like, well, I can't believe I doubted myself so much and I was just so nervous and shaking and like sweating and oh my god, it was awful. But I just realized that you know that moment when you really push yourself outside of your limits and outside of your boundaries you can fail. You get, I, um, I was, it was doing an interview with a very senior, um, uh, a very senior official from, uh, the prime minister's office. And I was being interviewed alongside and, um, yeah, I just, I just remember going, why am I here being interviewed alongside this amazing person? And I think that's, um, you know, I, I, stumbled over my words and did a few things but at the end like it was um it was authentic for sure um but it was it was just one of those things where i'm so happy that i pushed myself further um outside of my comfort zone and if i didn't then i probably wouldn't have the um you know i wouldn't be sitting here with you today that's for sure so so it was, it wasn't very comical, um, but it was to me, it was just one of those, you know, like those moments where I'm very happy that I I did that.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you did because now I've got the pleasure of speaking to you today about cybersecurity and how far you've come in your career over everything and everything you've managed to accomplish. It's incredible.
1: Sure, thank you. So Thank you so much.
0: And now we're going to move to the quick fire round. So just first things that come to the top of your head. um, And then that's a wrap from the the interview. So first question is morning or evening?
1: Morning. What
0: is your morning ritual? Coffee. (laughs) What is a quote that you live by?
1: Ooh. Um, a quote I live by is, um, um, it's one that, um, it's from my dad and it is, um, to be late is to be on time, to be on time is to be early. I love that. No, I'm, I'm always <laughs> early. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: And... What are three books that you can recommend or that changed
1: your life? Um, so um, within cybersecurity, I would say um, two books that I really love are um, by Shira Yoshi on cyber awareness programs and creating notes. Um, and he's a dear friend of mine, and Scott Ogenbaum, who's a former FBI agent, and he created a book. And both of those are on attainable um, strategies and practices, and and it's not theoretical. It's practical knowledge, and I absolutely love those, and I love it when people give practical knowledge instead of theoretical of, oh, you should do this. You know, without explaining and following it up. So those um, are within cybersecurity. Uh, for hilariousness, I love S- David Sedaris. Um, he is absolutely hilarious. Um, Bill Bryson, uh, because I love travel books. Um, and that's about it, really. Sure. Yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of those people who are a bit boring and I don't read fiction. So um, I love the nonfiction section.
0: <laughs> That's not a problem. Not a problem at all. <laughs> Each to their own. And um, cereal or eggs? Eggs. Wonder Woman or Catwoman? Wonder Woman. And
1: tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Although I'm having tea right now, <laughs> <laughs> me too. What's your favorite kind of tea? Uh, this is a um, turmeric and orange tea, actually. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so quite mm-hmm. quite healthy. So for you know, it's evening for me, so
0: a nice evening tea, <laughs> nice soothing tea. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's all the questions that I have. Thank you so much for taking. Just a moment out of your day to chat to me. I really do appreciate it and I wish you all the best on Women in
1: Cybersecurity. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.